Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, and welcome to Ask Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, the engineer, with me, Mr. Lady Ada, on camera control. We're broadcasting live from downtown Manhattan. That's the Adafruit World Headquarters, where we do our manufacturing, kitting, coding, videoing, soldering, and more. Uh, always making new products, new wonderful things to power your electronic dreams. Um, but for the next hour, we're going to check in with the world of making and what's going on what new products and videos and guides and tutorials and open source hardware python news and more including a discount code yeah we have a lot going on tonight why don't you tell them the discount code i will oh yeah on tonight's show the code is host feather probably can guess why we have a new product it's host feather 10 percent off the native food store all the way up to 11 59 p.m eastern time or when i remember to turn off the code we do a bunch of live shows each week, including Show and Tell. We just finished that right now. We'll talk about who's on Show and Tell and some of the stuff they shared. Uh, we do a little bit of a recap of From the Desk of Lady Ada, including uh, the great search where Lady Ada helps find the things that you need on DigiKey. We're going to do a JP product pick of the week, a recap. Time travel, we're going to look around uh, this week, some news, making sure you know the shipping deadlines and more as the holidays approach. We've got our highlights from our Adafruit Daily newsletter, the circuit Python and Python on hardware stuff that you tune into each week to see what is going on in the world of Python on hardware. We got some guides and more. We are an open source hardware company. We publish our code, our guides and more. We're going to go over some of the latest. We have some main New York City factory footage, advanced manufacturing, some glimpses from the factory. We open up the show with some selective soldering. We got a little bit of more of that um, and uh, some surprises. Uh, 3D printing. We have a speed up and a project from Noe Pedro. We're going to do INMPI, new product introduction. That's brought to you by DigiKey. This week it is from CUI Devices. We got some top secret. We got some video that we recorded. And also Lady is going to show off some cool top secret stuff. We got new products, got a bunch this week. We're going to answer your questions. We did that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord or discord.gg slash adafruit. <laughs> that gets you into Discord. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Okay. It's like the Micro Machines voice. You're like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, some folks could look that up. There was a uh, uh, actor. That's a good gen. That's a Gen X. I forgot the actor's name. I used to remember. I used to know it. And uh, he used to do FedEx commercials because FedEx was trying to emphasize how fast they can get things. So this particular actor had the ability to speak very fast. And then Micro Machines, um, fast and small and compact, um, very similar. I think he did some other uh, voice stuff. So folks can... Yeah, fast too. We're fast innovators. Yeah, you gotta be. Uh, say fast or, uh, you know, they eat you. So... Um, fast in the shark. Speaking of fast, can you quickly go through what free stuff they get when they add it to their cart? Yes, when you order from the Adafruit shop, uh, you'll get some free stuff. $99 or more, you get this beautiful printed circuit board with a gold Adafruit logo on it and some bumpers. It's perfect for putting your hot or cold beverages on. Protect your desk. 149 or more, you'll get a free KB2040, a Pro Micro Pinout compatible microcontroller board featuring the RP2040 chip with USB C, STEM QT, NeoPixel buttons, and more. It's a great little microcontroller board. 199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. It's trackable and insured and muted operated. It's great. And 299 or more, we still have Circuit Playground Expresses in stock. Yay! So our favorite microcontroller board with a SAMD21 processor, 10 NeoPixels, two buttons, a buzzer, microphone, switch, light sensor, temperature sensor, and tons of capacitive touch pads or alligator pads for connecting up hardware. Uh, it can run code.org, CS Discoveries, um, MakeCode, Arduino, CircuitPython, MicroPython, and more. It's a great starter board for learning electronics. All right. Uh, we do a bunch of live shows. We just finished one. We just finished one. We should just finish show and tell. On show and tell this week, this is what we do. Uh, you can check out Discord every week. We put the join link if you want to show and share your projects. Um, Scott came by Web Workflow. So if you're interested in the uh, Toy Hacker board. Now has doing, SD card support. Yeah. That means you can drag and drop files over Wi-Fi onto a microcontroller board. It's kind of cool. cool. Uh, Anne has a neat project. This was how do you connect an old PC but get all the software you want on it. Um, is it possible to connect it to a new PC and it shows up as a like floppy drive or hard drive? Yes. And Anne goes over that and has a playground guide um, that you can check out with all the uh, uh, stuff you'll need to do that. Liz has a really cool compass that uh, points, of course, to the right direction. 
and you can uh, see a really good use of a round display. Chipler came by, showed off some resin caps for keyboards and more, and then talked about some new updates to CircuitPython, including some of the JPEG stuff that we're excited about. Aaron came by, found a um, thrown away LED fireplace, and was able to uh, reclaim it and turn it into yeah. an amazing... When Aaron like beamed in, it was like, okay, here we are on like planet fire. And uh, well, she, they of... were thrown out because they said the person didn't like that it beeped. And Aaron is like, it beeps? That's... That's no matter for me and my soldering arm. Yeah. JP came by with a circuit Python powered synthwave, and Mark came by with the LED Christmas tree uh, that is all souped up uh, Lego and just able to do all these uh, really elegant and subtle lighting on async IL. Yeah, using using the stuff that um we do here at Adafruit. JP had a project like that, and this is uh, kind of like. Uh, what I like to describe is like skateboarder, skateboarder maker style, which is like, that's a cool trick. Here, I'll show you mine. Here's a cool trick. I'll show you mine. So that was really neat. Thanks for coming by, everyone. And thanks for coming by, Mark. Um, we do from the desk of Lady Ada every Sunday, and that's when we're like, okay, it's getting late. It's Sunday. Lady Ada, what's on your desk? It comes in two parts. What did you show this week? Uh, first up, I showed I was working on the uh, Memento tester. Um, and so I was showing the self-test program that I wrote um and we're actually i got that finished like last night and so we're gonna have those memento boards in the store because we're gonna be tested and pre-programmed with bootloader and example codes it's very exciting so sign up um i know we have a lot of signups but we're making them um and the tester is the most important part and then um i also talked about trying to get this four inch 480e by 800 display board working uh project i started in like mid 2020 it went through many revisions, um, trying to wrap it up, but it's being uh, recalcitrant. Um, I like to sometimes show, you know, it doesn't always work magically the first time. So I have a, you know, I'm going to attack this problem a couple different ways and try to get um, this display initialized and the ICN6211 sending data. One of the things about connecting up multiple different chips and boards is it's like, if it doesn't work, it's hard to find out what it is that's not working. So hopefully I'll get it working like maybe tomorrow or Friday. And then next Desk Lady Ada, I'll show how I fixed it. Wish cool. me luck. All right. And then we do the great searches when Lady Ada uses her power of engineering to help you find things on digikey.com. Um, a lot of folks are like, I don't know. I just saw this post on uh, one of the websites. They're just like, I wasn't able to do electronics until I could figure out how to search sites like DigiKey, and I watch a segment called Great Search by Lamore Freed, and I'm like, this is cool. That's me. Yeah, so what did you uh, look for on the Great Search this week? Okay, so while I was debugging my TFT board, it's not working, I um, removed some of the resistor packs, and I soldered in uh, these little wires, um, which were behind your head, but it's okay, um, and touched them to the pads, and it'll, it'll come around in a second. Hold on, there you go. Wait, wait, there you go. Yeah, see, see, right there. And uh, we use the macro mode on the overhead. Uh, I started these little blue wires. And um, using wire wrap wire to do debugging on SMT boards is a really good skill to have and a really good tool. So I talked a little bit about wire wrap. I talked about use, pros and cons of using wire wrap wire versus magnet wire versus using Teflon or PVC coated. A couple different options available on the DigiKey Digi site. Um, there's a multi-pack, which is cool. And... The one I picked, which is um, one that comes in a casing that like dispenses it, which is a brilliant idea because you know the one of the problems with wire wire wrap wire is um, it gets tangled up really easily, so dispenser is like super key. So I didn't even know that they had it until I ser searched for wire wrap wire. I learned something new. I right. a great search. I couldn't hold my sneeze in from the next video saying like, it's okay. I know you just try like believe me during one <laughs> so you know, we're both like sneezing yeah. and like rubbing our noses and like <laughs> just like holding, holding, <laughs> holding back biology. Yeah, I know. Sorry, we'll he be replaced good. by AI characters one day. Okay. okay. Um so then there's also JP's product pick of the week. This is when we um broadcast live from the product page. Just got automatically replied. Here's this week's highlight from JP. There, that's my product pick of the week this week. It is the BNO 0559 DOF. Absolute Orientation IMU Breakout. This is the one you want if your project involves trying to figure out where you're pointing something or maybe where you're pointing yourself. Uh, the fact that it does the sensor fusion, which is to say it takes the magnetometer, accelerometer, gyro, takes all of that and uh, does the calculations, does the math to figure out where the heck is this thing pointed in 3D space. It's going to use the direction I'm pointing as its sort of relative 
uh, starting point. So you can see, even though I'm not pointing at my monitor back there, I was able to, uh, to get the orientation to, to work. That right there is my product pick of the week this week. It is the BNO 055 Nindoff Absolute Orientation IMU Breakout Board. Don't forget, JP's workshop is tomorrow, and then Friday, deep dive with Tim. Sometimes it's Scott. Just tune in via Discord or just, you know, pop by one of our live video channels across all of the um, social networks and more. Sometimes it's Scott. So here's what's going on in the world right now. I had to do just some logistic-y things. So shipping deadlines. If you want your stuff to show up before Christmas, go to our website, look at the banner at the top. Anytime you put something in your cart, it'll say exactly what you need to do to get it if you have to get it by a certain date. So here's a web page. Um, if you wanted to do international, you know, that ship sailed pretty much. But um, you have pretty much the next couple days. If you want it by Christmas, UPS three day going up to December 15th. That's two days from now. Second day, December 18th. Next day, air, December 19th. International orders, um, you know, it could take up a, to a month, so hopefully you order by then. And then take a look at all of our um, uh, company holidays and more. But um, if you want to get your stuff delivered by a certain time and date, just check it out. Here's the banner across the site. You can see it here. Um, all across every single page on all of our uh, properties. So you can make sure you get the things that you need in time. Um, Let's imagine you can't. No problem. Get a gift certificate. They don't expire. And uh, people can use them for whatever they want. Good last minute gifts. You know this, they is, get the used. this is the one they want. Yeah. Okay. And then I did want to say if you want to explore the website and get ideas. Gift guide. You can. We have a ton of shopping guides. So if you want to go to adafruit.com slash explore, you can do the whippersnapper IoT and sensors. Brent just did this and it's great. Hot off the press. Um, we have LCDs and displays. These are all, you know, nothing says I like you. Like a big round display. Like a big round display. I know. Feather and feather wings, circuit python, young engineers, Raspberry Pi, um, JP's product picks of the week for 2023, tools, accessories, books, um, $100 or less. This is all the cool stuff that you know uh, will be a big hit this year. And is great documentation, um, example code, libraries. Yeah. It's not just going to be some like, you know, 4,000 piece electronic kit that it's like, okay, now what? Now what? There's no yeah. information. Everything that we put in the store is good. And it helps us. We're an open source hardware company. We pay people uh, great wages and benefits and days off and 401ks and all the things that make Adafruit a cool place to work at. Um, we published our source code, give away the hardware designs, and uh, that's our little dent that we want to put in the universe. But if you want to see more things like this in the world or just see us, stick around. Um, now's a good time. Uh, we like to be a good cause in a business. Turns out those things are not diametrically opposed to each other. You can do both. It's just, um, it's just hard when not a lot of other people do. So put some in your cart and don't forget, save some cash, get free stuff. Okay, let's do some Python on hardware. Lady Anna. Yeah. CircuitPython 9 is on the way. It is. You want to talk about something that's coming in there? Well, and then we're going to talk about a Pi spec. There's actually a lot of stuff that's been uh, being updated in CircuitPython 9. Um, you know, the alphas are out, so people can please, 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 please try the alphas out. Yeah. Um, IDF5, so ESP32 support is much better because we've updated the um, the underlying software from Espressif to be the latest version, so lots of updates and fixes. Uh, definitely the RGB TFT support is much, much better. Um, in CircuitPython 9. We're adding JPEG IO in CircuitPython 9 so you can decode and display images. Um, I mean, obviously, tons of bug fixes, a lot more board definitions, um, but basically getting ready for adding you know, even more um, expressive boards like the C6 and stuff and the P4 or whatever. Um, we have to be in the latest version of their board support package. So that's essential. All of these you know, new updates that Scott's doing. 
um, for adding a better web workflow with SD card support. That's all in nine. Um, I've been using nine. We're going to be skidding to a lease candidate real soon. So if folks who are cool with trying out nine, I think it's a good. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Yeah. Get your feedback in, try out the cool stuff. Let's know how it goes. Um, this is, you know, highlighted in our newsletter. We also have our circuit Python eight to nine release. There's a couple updates. A couple bug fixes. As well. Yeah. Um, we'll get to this, uh, PyHat center in a second. Do you check out adafruitdaily.com? It's our separate website. We don't spam you. You can subscribe there, um, unsubscribe anytime. You can also read it as a web page. You can get an RSS feed. We don't do tracking. We really you read on GitHub. We really like folks to just enjoy this content. We got nothing in there like ads. We just want you to check out the latest and greatest with Python on hardware. Um, projects you can read all of them but the thing that you know each week before the show i'm just like hey lady or what are you going to talk about this week there's two things one i really like this project is circuit python powered typewriter yeah that's fun um but i think you know there's a use of pio there's a pretty big community of people that are paying attention to what's going on with raspberry pi um and the pi folks released a new standard for raspberry pi so yes. what is this why is it interesting in Lady Ada Wars, I linked to the blog post on on the uh, pi.com uh, site. Yes. So this is called PIP. PIP. So uh, PCIe, Ex PCIe Express Component Interface, yeah. whatever. Anyway, they're calling it PIP. So the PCIe slot on the Raspberry Pi 5 is pretty exciting because it means you can start to attach um, hardware to a high-speed interface. The GPIO are not particularly high-speed. They're not differential, um, and they don't have. It's not an existing standard. You can see the PCIe pins um, are uh, length matched. Uh, I think it's one or two lane. I mean, it's one lane. Um, but that means you can use you know cellular cards and crypto cards and GPU accelerators and stuff. Um, so they to you know they didn't want to put a whole PCIe slot on there because it wouldn't fit obviously. But instead. Uh, they put this nice FPC connector, um, and in the documentation, they specify how long the cable can be, 15 millimeters or so, uh, although you can go longer, it's not isn't guaranteed to work, and um, cable configuration, impedances, uh, pinouts, and so people can start making, uh, you know, like, this, there's a hat, but they said you could also put it underneath, I think, Pimeroni designed an underneath board, um, could be interesting, I mean, I think, you know, I think they're really smart that they're like, well, we have this capability in a chip. They'll expose it via an, a low cost connector. And then, you know, people in the community can make it adapters. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. No. Let's say you can pause time right now, but you can only make a uh, hat with this specification. What hat would you like to see out there that you would like to make? What do you think would be kind of cool? I think I think the most useful thing, to be honest, would be, um, you know, like a cellular add-on hat. I think, I, I mean, I think there's like cool graphic stuff people are doing with the PC, but I think um, a lot of stuff can go through USB. iPhone. But yeah, like cellular, I, I mean, I, I just know that there's a lot. Of course, like disk drives, people want to have uh, storage. Yeah. They can create little uh, network. That's cool. You know, NAS boards right. and stuff. So I think, I mean, I, I, you know, I think. You think you might work on that? Um. You know, I actually think that the community is doing a really good job making hardware. I, I don't have immediate plans. Yeah, because that's why I said if you could stop time, because we're working on a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have so much stuff on my plate. I think, yeah, like an M2 adapter board would be fine. But like, a, like the Raspberry Pi Foundation, they have a design they're going to release and we'll stock it. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so that's the spec. I thought that'd be interesting for folks out there, especially like what Lamar is thinking. I'd like to see a little cellular hat to make Okay. Um, <laughs> That's our Python on hardware news. Don't forget, you can um, get this delivered to you every single week. All this and more. And we cover even more than just Python on hardware, of course, but that that gets us in the door. Adafruitdaily.com. OK, um, we do open source hardware. We publish our code. We do guides. We share. Um, Anita, what's on the big board this week? Okay, we've got a bunch of updated guides. Um, so Melissa's been updating the Qualia guide to add bar displays, more round displays. Come, you know, all the configurations for all the new displays we put in stock. 
Um, this guy's got updated the 2.4 inch feather wing. Um, actually, Liz did this update a while ago and I forgot to enliven it. Uh, we now have the version to pinouts and code and examples for CircuitPython Arduino. Um, this feather wing got updated to use the TSC 2007 instead of the no longer manufactured STMP 811, and everyone seems to be cool with it. So thanks everybody for being cool with a massive redesign. New guide, uh, Raspberry Pi 5 3D printed case. Um, while this case is in and of itself very good, and I think it's a great 3D printable case, um, this is also an awesome um, base. You can use this as like, okay, I want to make a, something that mounts a Raspberry Pi 5. Take what you want, the mounting bosses and the, you know, the model, and then delete the things you don't, and then you can make your own custom case. Um, and also the 3.5 inch TFT breakout, uh, that got updated to also support capacitive touch. And I think that's it for this. Okay, cool. And then on Playground, um, this is where anybody can post their projects. So we have the electric uh, fireplace teardown. We we're talking about that. Hey, look how we respect and two-time track on our I know we are. Isn't that cool? Uh, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. So Dan wrote up uh, like a little yeah. that's a USB serial chip. I like this jar of virtual fireflies. This is kind of cool. Um, yeah. It's a port over from um, a Hackaday project, but it's like these little fireflies that that glow inside of a jar, which is a project that we we've seen but we never um, did ourselves. Do check that. It's a bunch of people like writing little projects to, to help them out. Yeah. With uh, what they're working on, but I like the, there's a lot of different people um, doing projects. So you know, don't forget if you. Publish something on, or you write a guide uh, or a note on Adafruit Playground. Don't forget to uh, click feet show off. Yeah. Because if you don't cl click show off, we will not show it off. Yeah. Um, you, you have to click show off and then we will put it on the front page for you. Um, so don't forget, click show off. And that's how you get it to uh, appear. Okay. And uh, depending on how much time we have in my player in this video, um, we'll see at the end of the show. But otherwise, um, check it out. You can go to learn.adafruit.com and then check out Playgrounds while, they're, while you're there if you want to post your own guide. And one cool thing, there's lots of cool things about it, but if anyone wants to see your guide, they don't need to log in. I know on lots of the other free sites out there for posting tutorials or whatever, everyone else has to log in. Um, we don't do any type of ads or tracking. Um, this is just our public service. Here you go. You can publish your guide there. Um, so go check it out. Let's do some uh, factory footage. footage let's do some 3d printing we're going to show these videos back to back we have a cool tutorial video pi 5 case from no patreon and then we have a holiday theme speed up 
take away no Pedro. You can 3D print your own SnapFit enclosure for the Raspberry Pi 5. This case houses the new Raspberry Pi 5 and it's designed to fit the official active cooling fan. The Pi 5 is available in two versions with either 4GB of RAM or 8GB of RAM. It features a 2.4GHz 64-bit quad-core ARM Cortex processor with a new RP1 chip. Our case is designed to secure the Pi without any hardware and it features access to all the various ports and slots. You can get the files to make your own on learn.adafruit.com. The bottom half includes built-in standoffs that snap fit into the Pi's mounting holes. The top features slots for the GPIO header, various ribbon cables, and vents to allow airflow for the active cooling fan. The bottom has a sizable opening for the micro SD card slot. With extra tall stacking headers, you can add accessories like this Adafruit iSpy Pi Beret. To get your own Raspberry Pi 5 and accessories, be sure to check out the shop at adafruit.com. Okay, before we go to INMPI, don't forget the code is host feather and you get free stuff here and more. Hi, INMPI. INMPI brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit. Thank you so much, DigiKey, for making this segment possible. CYA Devices is this week's INMPI. This is a new product introduction. That's what MPI stands for. Lady Ada. What is new product? Okay, new product this week is Loud and Proud. This is COI Devices Illuminated Buzzer Series, which is kind of like a brilliant idea. Um, kind of surprised nobody's come up with this before. Um, but and not no surprise, COI is really good at making. Um, they're like I really like their products. They're always making high quality and innovative stuff. Um, so these are buzzers that also have LEDs built into them. So if you already have a design that has either LEDs or has you know a sound effect now you can do both without having to drill two holes in your enclosure or uh changing your pcb design um so there's three sets of versions of this illuminated buzzer so the first one um is the pc pin version so it's uh you know red yellow green blue led variants uh you have to pick which one it doesn't do multiple color and it has solderable pins that you just solder in or put into a breadboard just like you would a normal buzzer and um, you know LEDs light up when you um, uh, apply three. I think it's like five to fifteen volts. Twelve volts is nominal. Um, it's very loud. Uh, the LEDs light up. There's also a version that beeps and blinks, so it's not continuous tone. It's like on and off every second. And actually, I think I have one of those. I can demo them. There's also a um, twenty-three millimeter diameter. Uh, maybe it's thirty-two. I don't remember. It's one or the other. Um, the, the PC pin or 13 pin at uh, 13 millimeter. I think these are, yeah, this is like 23 millimeter diameter panel mount. They look a little bit like arcade buttons and I'll show those also I have one of those as well. Also available in red, the yellow kind of looks greenish, but it's red, yellow, green, and blue. And then there's a larger panel mount one that's like flatter. Um, so it's rounded on the top and it's bigger. It's 36 millimeter. So four versions, four colors. So like 16, uh, total versions available. And these are pretty loud. Um, even the PC pin one, I think is 83 dB. The panel mount ones can go up to 100 dB if you give them 15 volts, but they're like, even without, they're like 95 dB. So they're like hand drill tractor noise level. They're quite loud. Um, so definitely will get people's attention. 
So um, the small one will give you, uh, you know, you don't PWR mit. You just provide, you know, 6 to 15 volts, typical 12. 4 kilohertz audio, A3 dB. Um, you hand solder them. They're not washable. It, you know, it's standard PC uh, pin layout. Like every buzzer has, you know, this kind of diameter and uh, pin spacing. Um, the, the loudness does vary with, and the, you know, current draw up to 15 milliamps does vary with voltage. So, you know, you can do as little as six volts. Uh, I'll draw about five milliamps, but it won't be as loud. And this is the panel mount version. I actually kind of like the panel mount version um, the most. I think uh, it's, you'll, you'll see it's got a nice lip and uh, easy to attach. It's got spade connectors. Uh, this one does, again, you know, 12 volts nominal, but can be powered from three to 15, which is a very wide range, three kilohertz. Um, speaker and 95 uh, minimum uh, sound pressure and mechanical drawing so this is you know this is a little bit like arcade buttons it's got this body with a lip uh that you then you know comes with a um a nut that you you know you drill a hole 28.3 millimeters diameter you slip this through when you tighten the nut in the back and then spade connectors on the back for connecting up power uh likewise the the sound and uh the sound level and the um, current consumption, you know, will vary. So you can power it from a different voltage if you want it to be as loud, or just just be aware of that the current consumption will increase the more voltage you give it. And then the thirty-six millimeter version, again, it's it's similar style in that you drill a hole and then put this plastic nut in, but it's kind of got kind of like a flatter top to it. Uh, same sound pressure level, three point five kilohertz. Um, also spade connectors, but they're offset; they're not centered. Uh, and then a bigger hole and then likewise um you know the, the performance curve will vary from three volts up to why it says one to eight at the bottom i think that's incorrect because it should be three to twelve three to fifteen volts not one to eight so i think they just forgot to relabel their x-axis um and all of them are in stock which is awesome and amazing so let's go to the overhead and i'm going to just have the most annoying demo in the universe yeah, just watch out, everybody. If you don't, if you don't want to hear a gigantic loud noise, this is nine volts. So this isn't even, you know, the the highest voltage. Uh, so I believe this is the line is positive. Yeah, it's not loud. I don't even know if it came through because the speaker might yeah. might block it. But uh, it's loud. Uh, it's incredibly loud, and annoying. So I'm not gonna do that anymore. Uh, but you can see the construction. Uh, it's a nice construction, so, you know, it's got this, uh, you know, arcade button-esque or panel mount um, mounted. It's got nice potting material here. Um, it isn't, I think, waterproof because there is a hole here for the uh, volume to come through. And then you can see the LEDs, SMT LEDs, um, all the way around. So um, this is that one. And then this is the pin mountable version which i think this one is this is also kind of just a, kind of cool because it's like it's exactly the same size and shape as a normal buzzer but you can see in addition to the piezo element there's a little driver chip inside so it'll create the square way for you and uh the leds that go around so let me likewise try powering this and then i hope i get the right polarity So this one is the blinking one. So you see it's blinking and beeping, you know, one hertz approximately. Uh, and then this is yellow and that was blue LED. So the color of the plastic determines the, um, the LED color. So that's why you want to decide what color you want to match. Um, you know, the what, what, what color you want because it's not a NeoPixel or anything. You, you, the LEDs are the color that they are soldered in. But a wide variety available uh, from DigiKey. They're all in stock. Yeah, so... Here is you can get them today. The time of this printing. I know. As they say, screenshotting. You can get them. And that is this week's INMPI. Yeah. INMPI. Okay. Don't forget, we're about to go to new products. So post feather is the code. Lady data. Let's get a new product. New, 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 new. New, 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 new. What's new? Okay. We have in stock and uh, nice, beautiful new photos of the official Raspberry Pi 
USB Type-C power adapter for the Pi 5. This is a chonky, chonky power supply. Very beautiful. This is nice. We've got the black uh, plastic version. Um, this is power delivery. Wait, go back because the text is the important part. So it's power delivery. It's designed for the Pi 5, but it should work with any uh, Raspberry Pi computer. Um, and what's amazing is it'll give you a full 5 amps at 5 volts. Amazing. Up to 2.25 at 12 volts, 3 amps at 9 volts and uh almost two amps at 15 volts so you know good for the raspberry pi computer which needs five at five amps um but it also good for a lot of other projects you can also pick up one of our husb 238 uh breakout boards if you want to extract the uh, 9 15 or 12 volt power out of this um but a nice chunky power supply 27 watts max okay beautiful next up next up we have more square screens this time we have 480 by 480. We have already stopped. You're like, this looks just like the four inch display that you had before. That was 720 by 720. This is 480 by 480. So fewer pixels, but means like maybe you can draw faster. Okay, you don't need whole 720 by 720 pixels. We have a version without and with capacitive touch overlay. I'll show what they look like. I also show a demo on the overheads. So let me unplug my incredibly loud beeper. So, yeah, folks said the noise cancellation got that. So uh, a little bit of a beep, but it worked out pretty good. It was unbelievably loud. Just believe me. Okay, so uh, this is the version without. Let me bring this up here. Okay, hold on. Sometimes stuff is so bright that it confuses it. Okay, this is the version without and the version with. So you see the this has a nice bezel over it um and uh this does not but it's less expensive actually this, this says 720 by 720 but it's not um it has the rgb 40-pin connector uh which works great with our qualia board uh make sure that whatever you're using to drive these displays has that rgb 666 pin out and then this is just a quick uh touch screen demo so you got like the rainbow display and then i can i can draw like hearts and stuff and stars and I don't know sorts of shapes and stuff uh so it's got a capacitive touch overlay on it with the ft6336 uh i squared c um touch controller so uh yeah you'll want to drive it with a chip that can control rgb666 displays in this case i'm using an esp32 s3 but not everything is going to be able to um yeah. run this many it looks really good in person but i know it's, it's, point. it's always tough to have a what is it like a tft through a camera through a tft through a camera so um but it does look really good it's nice and bright uh bright we have a photo added to the website that's um nice and uh uh it's beautiful so um we now have almost every square bar and round display that i ordered originally so check those out um, many varieties to choose from yeah you know let me um let me see which which photo you're talking about this one here. oh you know this is the only one that i didn't get into yeah because it showed up it was right before you did the show yeah you know what that so but i have technology you have technology yeah fair enough. there it is beautiful. that's what it looks like right here for me yeah it's really beautiful yeah these are very beautiful ips displays okay next up okay we've got a revision to the usb isolator in addition to updating the silk screen uh it now has an smt usb uh type a connector which works like we found it works really great and it makes manufacturing a lot easier um so yeah, we just updated this. Uh, we did a little bit of a revision to make this a little easier to manufacture. So, uh, we also updated the. Um, this is a I think universal. Yes, this is the universal thermocouple. So it does a KJMQTRFS whatever thermocouples um, through SPI, and it's a really great uh, thermocouple adapter shown here with this type uh, K uh, thermocouple. The update is uh, now we've updated the silk screen a little bit, and it now comes term with terminal blocks pre-attached, uh, so you don't have to solder the terminal block anymore. Okay, next up. Okay, new. We've got um, the enclosure kit for the Memento camera. We're, we're slowly putting these in stock. I just finished the tester for these. An uh, open source Python powered camera. Can you believe it? Yes. So yeah, this it. this kit comes with the back plate and the front plate. The front plate is also an LED ring, which I'll show in a moment. And it comes with some hardware as well. So this is the overhead. This is an open source digital camera. So this is, you can see the camera um, board sandwich in between. Uh, so this is the LED ring 
uh, overhead. And then this cable I pulled out, but normally would be tucked in, so it wouldn't yeah. be sticking out as much. But what's nice is that this can give you like cool LED effects, and it's an RGBW LED. Um, so if you give me a second, and this is the the back plate, it's just protective. So turn this on, and give it a second. It's like booting up. Beep 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 beep, and then. Oh, why is it? oh, you know what? My battery's dying. One second. Battery's dead. Yeah, too many live demos. Okay, sorry. Back. Uh, I just plugged it in. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It's, uh, yeah, battery's, uh, battery's no longer dead. Um, hold on, but then it was like, you, you had your battery die. This I can tell it's a really a live demo. Beep. Okay. Now, we're back. We're back in business. Okay. So, uh, let's go to the LED level. Okay, so now you can see I've got green. Yeah, maybe point it up to the camera so folks. Well, see. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Right? Okay. Yellow, great. red, purple, blue. And this is, of course, each color can be different, but, you know, to make it um, uniform, it's all the same color. And, of course, rainbow modes. So you can cool do cool photos with uh, rainbow effects and uh white so it's got natural white leds and so if you're trying just to illuminate a subject or do like you know close-up photography um a good ring light is of course essential so this gives you eight leds um eight led lights um and then the natural white light will give you like the most um it'll look best for people for humans so yeah, yeah demo. and uh different this is not even the brightest it's like the lowest brightness so it doesn't blow out the camera uh yeah. lens but um yes this is the camera it, it, kit. it has a good um hand feel too like holding this in your hand it's like oh this is i like this is a little camera that i that i can it's not a disposable camera but it's like it's a fun camera because it's not your phone that's telling you everything terrible that's going on in the world at the same time it's like a little fun camera yeah so anyways um we like it okay uh let's go on to the next thing okay next up we have uh, camera case from Flerk. Um, yeah, that's the name. Uh, Flerk, they do, um, they've done a lot of stuff with like infrared control Bike. and what did I say? You said camera case because we, we were just looking at a camera. Sorry. It's a Raspberry Pi 5 case from yeah. Flerk. They've done infrared and um, like TV applications for the Raspberry Pi. And they also have these beautiful cases. So this is for the Pi 5. Not a lot of uh, pieces for the Pi 5. Uh, there'll be yeah. an official one soon, but um, this one's nice. It has passive cooling um but that's only if you keep the top on i think if you move the top um you no longer have passive cooling you use the active cooler um it's like a beautiful aluminum case with like yeah. little silicone nubbins and the price is really good so if you have a raspberry pi 5 and you want to protect it um this case is wonderful next up hacker tools for hackers hacker tools for hackers okay so this is the nugget it's a cat themed esp32 s2 you know oled hacking tool which has like some cool apps like you know like the authors and um ducky pad and and other like uh yeah i don't remember the entire list of um capabilities so it's kind of you know it's people like oh we know how does this compare to a, fl a flipper this is not a flipper it's going to be a much simpler no, this thing. is like flip flipper training wheels it's, flipper training. it's a good tool in your hacker tool chest just one thing to keep in mind like all these hacker tools you should be an expert because you might not be able to get a you know step by step i'm a beginner yeah it's definitely you know there there are some guides but it's it's you're, you're definitely good. for hackers who are like oh i i want i these are projects that i you know yeah. build myself but i want a cute toy version that yeah you don't want to read the manual anyways yeah it's enclosed okay. I mean, there are tutorials but you'll you know the the codes on github you'll have to upload it yeah there aren't step-by-step -step tutorials for all that there's like a web uploader but you still have to go find the binaries um that said i think it's like a very cute little toy and yeah um, we want to support the hacker community that keeps making hardware um i think i met this person and hope last year yes okay um let's go to the start of the show besides our team lady our community all the customers everyone who makes this go it is the usb host feather wing that's the code of the day, which is host feather. So this is um, using a chip that's actually, you know, it's, I want to say long in the tooth, but it's a tried and true. The Max 3421E has been used for USB host shields for a very long time. And we've been doing more stuff with USB host. And one of the challenges with USB host is not a lot of chips have USB host support. Um, there's a lot of chips that have that you can make the main USB port 
act as USB host, but then you lose the main, like they don't have two ports. You only have one. And then when you swap in between the two, it's going to be a pain. Um, for the RB2040, we made the USB host feather and um, you can do that on the RP2040, but what if you want to use uh, you have the ESP32-S2 or you want to use your SAMD51 or the NRF52840 or other chips that, like I said, they don't have a secondary USB port. That's where this chip comes in. So this, again, it's tried and true, and it's been around for like a decade or more. Over SPI, it provides a USB host interface. And what's really neat is TAC, uh, who developed Teeny USB and works with Adafruit, has added support to TeenyUSB for the Max 3421E. It's sort of like as, as a native back end. So for chips that have TeenyUSB support, like the SP32S2 and S3, RP2040, SAMD chipset, NR52s, if they have TeenyUSB support and they can use the TeenyUSB Arduino library, you can now have USB host work with it and it works really great. So you've got keyboard and mouse and mass storage and CDC uh, serial input. Um, you know, it's a, a low cost way of adding USB host without having like a separate chip that that's a separate, a separate microcontroller that could do um, the interfacing. So um, check out the TeenUSB library for some of the demos that we've got. I've been using um, the USB host mode in TeenUSB for a couple months now to do all of our programming and it's great. I'll say you're not going to get super hyper speeds because it's going through SPI, but you definitely can add keyboard, mice, um, disk drive. You can connect it to a USB serial converter, like an FTDI chip or a CP2104 or you know, native USB if you want. Um, could be in interesting for hacking or like making more complicated projects that use off-the-shelf USB peripherals. And that is new products for this week. New, new, new. Okay, so uh, don't forget the code is hostfeather. Now you can see why. There's all this free stuff you can add to your cart. If you're curious about what you can purchase for someone, but you miss deadlines and problems, or gift certificates, discount doesn't apply to those, of course. Um, we're going to answer some questions, but first, um, we're going to do some top secret. Put your questions up on adafruit.it slash Discord. Adafruit. Discord server. Discord.gg slash Adafruit. Let's do some top secret, and then we'll answer some questions, Lady Ada. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm going to grab the board I was going to show off and you show the video. First up on Top Secret this week, we record a little video. This is a cool new thing for motors. And Lady Ada will be back to show the other thing in just a second. All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Okay, so we've got these two motors here. This is a plastic gear motor. And what's interesting about this motor is it's like double-headed. It's got um, the rotating part coming out both sides. And we had a request to get the um, metal gear motor that we stock also with uh, two ones on both sides. So this is the sample. And uh, looks pretty good. And then uh, testing the torque. Hold on. So it's nice to do metal gears. It's have, like really good torque. So this is tested and works great. It's um, a three to six volt motor and one to 90 uh, gear down and uh, works great. I'm going to get this stocked in the store. All right, what else are you going to show? Okay, um, just got this prototype in. So this is a dev board for the, let me get the part number correct. ADV 7611 analog devices HDMI to TTL converter. So cool. we've been using the TFP 401. The TFP 401 has been frustrating to get back into stock post chip shortage. It's still not really available and it's driving me a little nutty. Uh, we got some, but um, this ADV chip is kind of neat because um, it supports I2S. So we have. Um, a uh, CS4334 I2S to audio converter here. And then we also popped on a um, RP2040 to do the control and maybe make capacitive touch or resistive touch adaptation. So this could be like a, a really nice general purpose board that takes HDMI signal and converts them to TTL and then you can do stuff with it. I don't know, I think it could be kind of neat. And that's top secret this week. Okay, we're going to roll right into questions. We have a few lined up. First up. 
Lady Ada origin story. Why did you uh, open up a business in New York City? Um, I got a, a, a fellowship at iBeam for doing art, and I was like, well, I'm living here. Yeah. And then by the time the fellowship was over, um, you know, the hardware kit business was working out enough that I could pay rent. And I sort of didn't leave. Yeah, kind of like New York. I mean, I'm from Boston, so like it's a lot of, you know, Bostonians go to San Francisco or, or New York. I kind of like that there was... And New York has a, has a good feel for me. I think Lady likes to play the video game on a hard level. Um, can we get speakers that have built-in RGB LEDs too? We've done a couple guides with speakers and RGB LEDs, um, but like if you're talking about those piezos, those you'll have to talk to CUI to see okay. if they'll make them. This is more of a comment, but that's cool. The floor case is perfect. I was just looking for a decent Pi 5 case on Amazon. I can find a quality metal. Yeah, this one. is a really good case. I'm so glad to see this. Next, uh, suggestions for signal conditioning of ADC inputs greater than VDD 12 to 50 plus VDC challenges, concerns, Rebecca's practices. Thanks. I mean, you can just resistor divide them down, right? If it's if you know what the max analog input is, um, just use a resistor divider and bring it down to zero to three volts. Because there's not a lot of ADCs that are going to take twelve to fifty volts input. You know, you're going to need to um, reduce them. There might be an might be an off amp that can go that high, but really, a resistor divider is the way to go. All right, question Adafruit. Uh, sounds like JPEG library coming out uh, coming, but any advice on optimizing .bmp for display IO? Um, you know, it's tough because BMPs are uncompressed. So definitely JPEG is, is or, or GIF display is going to be smaller uh, disk size. But you can do bitmaps that are um, 256 color um, palleted and that you're going to, it's going to be only 8 bits. It'll be, you know, half the size of 16 bit color. Okay. Next up, suggestions for building a four-channel logic monitor on a Feather needs to handle 5 volts and 3.3 volts. Um, I would use a, if it's logic input only, you could use a um, 74 uh, HC, AHC or LVC 4050 or 245. The, I think if the HC or the VHC series can be powered from 3 volts and take 5 volts input, and that'll, that'll bring the down to 3.3. Okay. How well do you cope with the NYC administration? I recall Lewis Russman going nuts about it and being happy about leaving. Yeah, you know, everyone has their own New York experience. From what I recall, because I saw some of those videos, there's uh, some people are in different type of uh, rental situations. Some people are in retail space. Um, we're zoned for factory. Um, I'll say this, uh, being engaged with the city and making sure you know all the regulations, making sure that you're doing everything right, having a building um, that you're a part of, you know, we lease a space that's um, good at what they're doing is helpful. Um, it all depends. Uh, I'll say this, it's very challenging for all the bureaucracy. So there's multiple different sales tax all over New York State. There's also every, you know, state rule and regulation. And for the most part, it doesn't, I don't think it really matters too much where you go it's more about your mindset you're always going to have things to deal with there's always going to be bureaucracy there's always going to be something in a city or town i do know from talking to people in many many different countries um you know america has lots of uh problems and faults but it still is one of the easiest best places to run a business it still is um, i'll say that i mean i i don't know what what lewis rossman's issue i mean i'll say i just i really don't follow his his story, but um, I, I know people who live in some of the most business friendly states that have told me that they that there's things that they hate too. Yeah, it's it's really like it's not like there's this mass, and no matter what, you're going to get caught in the net. It's like if you if you what you're doing just happens to intersect in a way that doesn't work with them, it totally sucks. Yeah. So, but so also, the... it's not like you is like it's not like there's a magical place where you're going to escape yeah taxes and government and regulation like so, there's a lot of federal law someone in the chat said i guess lewis was apprehensive about you know hiring a specific type of lawyer to deal with some of these things so we're not scared to work with experts so that's what we've done we have the pokemon set of <laughs> you absolutely have to have you, you do and, and legal yeah and it it does it does i know it you know it's annoying they're expensive but it but it, it's worth it if you want to do business the right way um, and that's what we decided to do. So for us, there is um, 
expertise that's out there that can help you with this. Also, New York City, they do have a lot of resources. It just depends on how you want to engage. Like, like yeah. everyone has a different experience. Well, you know, we saw you know Bunny today, and and I remember Bunny gave us some of the best advice I ever got like 15 years ago we went to lunch with him yeah. at new york city because he he went to court for something which got resolved but the judge was like you know so you went to mit and bunny's like yeah i went to mit and he's like okay so you're a smart guy and bunny's like well I, you know i hope so yeah. smart guy and the judge was like if you if you spent all of this time building your business and making money why didn't you spend any time or money in protecting it and like Bunny was like, oh my God, you're right. It isn't just like you run the business to run the business. You have to spend some money on protecting the business and protecting yourself and your employees and your customers. And that's, you you should do that. It's like, you know, if you, if you have like a termite infestation in your house, don't DIY it. You get someone yeah. who like, they come with the machine and you know, they, they, they help you out because it's, it can get too late. So, you know, if you're if you're having an issue with your business, DIYing it is not. I wouldn't. I would not recommend it. You can. You can. There's a lot of stuff you can DIY, but not everything. Yeah. So not know if that's an issue. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. So we always make sure that we have experts, whether it be a city resource or someone we hire to help navigate things. Like we make the decisions, but we do like to work with experts that say, "Here's the right way to do sales tax in all these different jurisdictions. Here's the right way to do this. Here's the right way to do that." And um, it's worked out for us because we think what we're doing is important. It's a good cause. We want it to be a, a good business too. We also want to, you know, have our team to be proud of everything we do. We're very transparent. Anytime something comes up, we're like, here's what we're doing. Here's who we're working with. Here's um, the challenge we face. And then here's the outcome. Yeah. Um, next up. So what would take the you to say burger bloods? Burger bloods, sorry. Uh, <laughs> nothing. It's free. Anything you put on the screen, I'll just say. Uh, next up. I think, um, yeah, some folks mentioned other countries are very difficult to, to run a business. Um, and again, one thing that's cool about New York is like, I literally just went, I mean, it was annoying, but I went downtown, I filed paperwork and I was out in an hour. I mean, it was annoying because they sent me to like different things, but eventually I found the place. I handed in a piece of paper and they're like, great, you're now a registered business. Here's your sales tax certificate, pay, us, pay sales tax. Um, you know, that's what they want. They don't, they don't actually care. And uh, you just do it. One, one thing too, because um, it was mentioned in the chat, you know, some folks can't afford lawyers. If you're running a business, generally speaking, there is a wide range of lawyers that'll work with you. Some of them will say, oh, you're a small business. I'll give you a different rate to get you started. There's also people at their firm that depending, <laughs> it's one of the nice things about being a cause-based thing too. It's like, you can sometimes find resources. Also, I'll say this, there is a lot more help that's available online. So uh, whether you like AI or not, New York, also, I, okay, well, okay, can I say something? Wait, wait, wait. I gotta call this out. New York City yeah. has an AI that they trained on all the New York regulations. An excellent resource for people. Good. It would be like, hey. <laughs> so they took all of the New York small business data and everything, and they made an, an AI that you chat with. There's way more than there used to be. So this is very recent, like as in last week. So I do think the automation of the resources will help. But anyways. Okay. I'm gonna call, I'm actually gonna call it this thing of like, oh well, you can't start a business without a lawyer. That's actually total bullshit. Because I started Adafruit just by going to the library and took I checked out a bunch of NOLO books about how to start a, an LLC or single member LLC. I read the books, which were free from the library. You don't even have to check them out. You can read them in the library if you don't have a library card. Um, the, f the form to file for an EIN in the United States is free. It's available on the IRS website. I have called the IRS helpline and they have like helped me out when I had a question. Uh, and like I said, in New York state, you just go to the, the state house and you fill out a piece of paper. Um, folks, the amount of effort that you spend on deciding whether you want to get a PlayStation five or an Xbox one or whatever, uh, spend or switch, use that much effort to research what you have to file to form a business and you're done. It's, it's actually not, it's not that hard. Like it's, it's not easy, but if you really, if you want to do it right, if you care about having a business, you'll just do it. And you need a lawyer when you get to like hiring employees, but you're not, that's not happening on day yeah. one. So chat.nyc.gov is the um, NYC chatbot. That's all of the business services that you can ask. And uh, it's been helpful for some people. So that, yeah. that that's one of the things like, you don't know who to ask for what, it's a lot of it. Um, 
and uh, there's a lot of city workers. They're there to help um, use the resources. So anyways, um, so yes, it is playing the video game on hard mode in New York City, but I, I really don't think if you're running a business, it's going to be that much different wherever you go. Also, it's your own mindset and what's important to you. Um, we, we like to eat glass and do things that are very difficult for great greater goods and new york city was a place where we could do it um you know, the song if you can make it here you can make it anywhere yeah all right i mean like i like i read data sheets that lie to me all the time and yet i still have to like figure out how to write a driver so it's like reading the you know laws about paying sales tax in new york it's like just think of it that way it's just like a data sheet you have to yeah. navigate all right those are all the questions good work thank okay. you everyone for asking some good questions tonight we very much appreciate it. this has been an adafruit production we'll see everybody next week special thanks to jesse may behind the scenes who's helping out in the adafruit slack chat with our team and everyone in the chat and everyone watching thank you so much very much appreciated host feathers the code we'll see everybody next week here is your moment of zener thank you everybody